Growing a property portfolio starts with the small steps in each individual property you may own to save and make more money from that in order to scale. Hi, I'm Jerry Krause. And I'm Sam Powell, and we are the hosts of the Property Powers Australia podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing uh, certain examples of, of how much money you can save by decreasing your interest rate and you know, how can, you can actually do that in today's market. Yeah, some pretty cool things about like speaking to the bank and you know getting some bargaining power. <laughs> we also talk about what to look for when assessing if your property manager is actually making you money in like rents and preventative things or costing you money. Yeah, another key point that I'd like to hit on is understanding the market conditions you're in um, for your property and also where you're in in your current life cycle as. You, know, you want to achieve a better return on investment um, and you know, what these changes could you know, result in in that instance. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some preventative maintenance that you can do to your property to make sure it doesn't end up costing you more money in the long run. It can save you thousands to tens of thousands of dollars by just nipping some things um, in the butt and just you know getting some preventative maintenance done. In this pod, we... We go off the cuff on a lot of things and share so many different examples as we typically do. There's so much value in this and you guys are absolutely going to love it. Welcome to Property Pals, the podcast where we share everything around how to build a property portfolio from researching areas, financing, structuring, buying, selling and reinvesting to live a life of financial independence. As a disclaimer, any information shared by myself, Jared, Sam and the Property Pals team is strictly general and should not be taken as constituting professional advice. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, and taxation advice from a qualified professional. All right, let's save you guys a bunch of money uh, with a property checkout. Yeah. The importance of it every 12 months i uh hit home on this a fair bit and, yes uh yeah we're, we're both big components of just checking in every 12 months to see you know where you can save money um or what you can do with the you know, potential money that you've had you know, in equity essentially so it's the opportunity costs right yeah we talked about in the last episode which was a beast if you haven't listened to that so much valuable talking points we do talk about the value in reassessing uh, and reassessing regularly and this is just one of those components that we're pulling out and like we're just honing in now and focusing on like how you can reassess um, on one asset or a few assets to see what position you're in and see how you can sort of pull more money out of that to then boost your property investment strategy I guess um, yeah what's the first what's the first one Sam Checking uh, every 12 months, like it's like a little property checkup. Um, just from a professional point of view, it's nice to just check in with people and for me personally to see what the growth's done on their portfolios as well. Um, but also to go, well, where are inefficiencies and what can we maximize? And the first step's always, well, let's let's check your finance. Let's, mm-hmm. And what, what that means is we're looking at what's your interest rate repayments um, and what they're looking like compared to what else might be out there in the market um, so a, like working out how you can decrease your interest rate if you can yeah yeah and like, you can call the, like you've talked about this multiple times right calling the banks and saying hey give us a better interest rate yeah why not I mean that I've done a little video somewhere in the, in the 
in the online world, uh, which is, you know, one question, it could be an hour of your time talking to your bank, um, but it could you know, save you thousands. And just as an, as an example, right, like uh, if you're paying, uh, if you're $500,000 in debt and you're paying 6.5% on that debt on an interest only basis, that's 32500 bucks a year in interest you're paying on that uh, loan structure, right? So mm-hmm. if you can decrease that 30 basis points, which is 0.3% to 6.2%, now you're only paying $31,000 a year in interest. So there's your uh, one phone call, one question, saving that client 1500 bucks a year just mm-hmm. in interest. Mm-hmm. Then you can also look at banks do cashbacks and different alternative um, you know, options with their, their lending. So It's cool because they want to keep your business, right? It's not... It's, it's not rocket science for them. It's like, well, let's just do what we can do to keep them happy. Otherwise, they might go somewhere else and we're not going to have their money invested in us. We're not going to have a loan out with them and they're not going to be paying us a decent amount of interest back, which helps us grow our business as a bank. So it's within their invested interest to give you some better alternatives um, and you can also what I have done is I've sort of dangled the carrot and said all right can you give me like a, a discharge letter to leave the bank or whatever that letter is called mm. uh, and I've had I've just you know had them send it ask them to send it straight to my email address because sometimes people ask for it and they say oh don't worry about sending it uh, but legit go through with it get them to send it and get to close to the point where you're like yeah I'm, I'm happy to leave uh, and also do your research, I guess, as well on other banks uh, and sort of, you know, then you have some bargaining power as well when you say, oh, well, this bank or this lender will offer me this rate. Um, can you better that? Like I could be, you know, saving X amount of money by this this rate. You know, can we, can we do this if I stay with you guys? They might say no, but at least they know that you've done your research and you're prepared to leave because you know where you would go. It's within their best interest to keep you there. Yeah, the discharge letter is a classic uh, strategy that um, you'll get the discharge team calling you and you know asking you. you know, it's just real for them, and yeah. it's just it's their systems and processes they have in place. Like you'll ask for a discount, they'll say no, um, or they'll just reassess your portfolio quickly. Um, they won't act on anything as a serious thing if it's just a phone call because they just deal with it every day. People calling up trying to get a cheaper rate, but good on those people because. Don't be loyal to a bank. Um, you know, there's a lot of them out there, but they're there for profit. So you, know, you as an investor or a property owner, you're there for profit as well because your entity is more important than their entity. Um, plus, they make millions, billions of dollars in profit a year, so better in your pocket than theirs, I say. Yes, yes. But yes, that's sort of step one. Check your finance and you know, a part of that process in, in checking your finance too is... Uh, you know, another strategy which we'll touch on, which may as well now, is assessing the value of your property. Because yeah. um, you can go and you re- re- refinance your loan structures and as a part of that, um, you're sending out a, a valuer to go into your property to put a value on it, rental and um, you know, value assessment. And with that too, you, you're basically going, well, now my property is worth X. So what equity do I have in that? asset that I can potentially do things with it might be nothing mm-hmm. but it, it it might be close to something which starts getting you thinking okay well in 12 months time I'm now going to be in that or in six months time I'll be in that position 
if we keep on this growth trajectory to actually pull that equity out and look at an investment property. Mm-hmm. And then if you're looking at that, it's like, well, that six-month runway is really important for your knowledge um, for an, a good quality asset to start doing that due diligence period at a more you know, relaxed pace. Yeah, yeah. Start looking at who you might be using as a buyer's agent and then start sussing out like what sort of areas and all that sort of stuff. Um, because sometimes it can take a buyer's agent like a, a month or a couple of months to find you a good deal. Yeah. Um, so it's worth getting your preparation in place. Uh, so when you check the value of your property, so you can have the bank go out and, you know, take some photos and do all the things and, and give you a bit of a, a bank valuation. Uh, there's also the opportunity with that valuation, if you're, if that property has increased, there's a possibility of you being able to decrease your interest rate because you've got more equity in the property um, mm. because it's safer for the bank. I am still going through a process with one of my banks where I, I called them up and said, hey, you know, give us the discharge letter because they still weren't going to decrease my my interest rate. Every day I'm hustling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they said, they said, oh, well, you know, has, your, has the value increased? And I said, yeah, it's, it's increased and... Um, they're sending out a valuer to devalue that that property, and that would allow me to decrease my interest rate while staying with that bank. Um, so it's a win. Yeah, so, they run off. Um, if you there's a big jump with like eighty percent loan to value ratio, yeah, ninety percent loan to value. Like obviously, the more equity you have in the property, um, you know, the lower risk you are. So they can provide a lower like the interest rates generally an assessment on risk. So. <laughs> You go to those more riskier lenders, um, all those, those structures like lease stock loans. Um, you know they've got to make their money work for them, and they've got a calculation that puts it at a certain interest rate. So, yeah, it's a really good point. And then coming back to checking the value of your property, like there's another thing which is renovations. Like if you've done renovations as well. Uh, or you're about to after these are complete then you can get another value you can get a valuation from the bank and that can help you have more equity in the property as well which can decrease your interest rate too which can save you a lot of money per year in interest payments as well yeah and also actually where you hit on that my mind just starts running (laughs) yeah of course you've got so many things going on but uh yeah i mean like reassessing every 12 months is important um and with the valuation, you sit there and go, well, today it's worth $750,000. Yeah. And then you look at other comparable properties and you're like, well, I can see that you know, properties that you know, are like mine but have been freshened up like with you know, a new kitchen, paint, flooring, bathroom, they're selling for 850000 mm-hmm. So if I have that spare $50,000 or I could pull $50,000 in equity out to do that renovation, that will increase my property value to eight hundred and fifty, mm-hmm. and you start doing those maths in the back of your head because, say, you call it obviously they all range differently. But if you can put fifty thousand dollars into your renovation and be confident that you know on the back end it's eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you're fast tracking your portfolio growth because you're going to have you know, you're manufacturing that equity in. Yeah, and also if it's a, if it's a rental as well, that you're going to be able to re-rent that property out at a higher rental rate. Yeah, so if you've got a property at seven fifty and you see the superior ones that did renos that are worth eight fifty, and you put fifty k in, it's going to be basically eight hundred k. But you've got an eight hundred fifty thousand dollar valuation of a property. You're manufacturing fifty k in equity, really, which decreases that 
that interest rate or you could pull it out, like you said, and go again. Yeah, and then yeah, rentals too. With that increased rent, you get Fully, um, yeah. you know, better serviceability from the bank's eyes, which yeah. you know, it all starts to sort of um, snowball when you start doing multiple strategies at once. But that's the importance as we're talking about is assessing these options. It's kind of a fun time with, your, with your, it's yourself or your partner or your friend that is on the same journey with you. And if you don't have someone that's on your journey, then, you know, we're here. Uh, yeah. We've got a community of people that you know, are just loving all about it. You'll, you won't be hard to find a good community of property people. Love those Facebook groups. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just a, a good thing to, to, to talk about. Yeah. Next one is we've just we've mentioned it is like you could increase rent if you increase the you know the value of the property, um, but maybe just the like if you manufacture the increasing the value of the property through renovations. But if the value of the property just increased organically because of the market, then you can reassess increasing your rent as well um, if it's warranted. And that mm. you know it might be an extra ten to thirty dollars a week. Um, and it's not that alone isn't going to save you thousands, but that added up with, you know, decreasing interest rate and all that sort of stuff really, really starts to compound. So increasing your rent, that's something you could speak to. The next thing that we need to check in each month, which is you're going to talk about is the property manager, Sam. Well, oh, just before we jump on that property manager side, yeah, actually it is thousands. If you're increasing your rent by 40 bucks a week, that's 2000 bucks a year. Well, there you go. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but. Um, in this current economic climate, now rental um, scarcity that we're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, forty dollars is not um, like ten percent interest. Like rents went up ten percent last year. Yeah. So if you've got a four hundred thousand dollar property, that's not going up forty bucks a week. There you go. There's yeah. two grand. Tick the box to the the heading to this podcast. We're not we're not fluff people. We come in here and we just riff it. But it's just um, we can riff because we know. <laughs> yeah, well, and you're doing it every day. It's yeah, it's, it's a nice problem. Uh, not a problem. <laughs> nice situation to be in. Uh, but yeah, going back to property managers. Right? Yeah, yeah, property yeah. managers. So uh, what's like? Yeah, what are we checking in with our property manager every twelve months? Uh, it's more of a like a full portfolio check. So you don't have to check in with them, but you know, check in with yourself to see you know, how they've actually been servicing you. Are you liking that? Um, yeah, if they're Charging, you know the rate they're charging you, and you know all the fees in, involved. Why not have a look around? If you, if you're not happy with them, and that mm-hmm. goes back to previous episodes, like you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. I believe in that. There's also, uh, you know, other property managers that would love to, you know, service you to your capabilities, and also having been in a, a property investor for that 12 month period, whether if you've just started. Um, you know a lot more than you did 12 months ago. So you know different questions to ask, you know where to go, um, and you know that kind of service that you're, you're expecting, which you, know, you, you might be getting that and you'd be super grateful and you might even actually just go and give your property manager a nice bunch of flowers or a bottle of wine or um, a Bunnings voucher or something to say thank you. And That can go a long way as well. That could actually save you thousands of dollars, to be honest, that little investment. Yeah, because then they're even more so in your court and they don't get that sort of stuff. It's a thankless job. Like, um, yeah, so that's my point on that one. <laughs> yeah. Also, I guess with the property manager is if you're going to, you know, even if you don't buy them flowers, um, 
and wine or whatever it is, just checking in to see if they are doing a good job is can save you a lot of money in uh, maintenance as well, like and also mm. like fees for contractors. So some people, some property managers, as an example, might just just go to straight to Google um, and find one contractor and just go, yep, this is the contractor, this is their price, and then they go and um, get the work done for maintenance, you know, electrical, water, plumbing, whatever it is, versus somebody that's in the area that knows a lot of the plumbers. They might know five different plumbers and they get a better price or they shop around for a price. So sort of seeing how and understanding how your property manager works can save you a lot of money in maintenance as well. And then also suggestions too. I got a suggestion um, from actually DHA with a tree at the front of this property that we bought saying, oh, you know, you should trim this tree back. Um, it, it might be good for, you know, maintenance of the property and the roof and stuff. And I had a look and I was like, I just made an executive decision without consulting you, Sam. Oh, good. <laughs> and it was pretty far away from the property and it was a no from me. But if there is, a, you know, say a tree or something that may actually help, you know, do some doing some maintenance and a good suggestion from a property manager like that is is worth its weight in gold because they could save you thousands, maybe tens of thousands of dollars with, you know, something that might happen to the property in the future. So how close is this tree to the roof line? Uh, it was... Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> You've got the dwelling and then you've probably got like five metres of grass and then the tree next to the letterbox out the front, which is basically on the na- like just on the fringe of the nature strip, similar to the where, you know, that tree, those trees out the front of my place, my family home in Dibber Drive in Burley. <laughs> yeah. So similar. So it's about 500 metres from the – oh, sorry, five, it's five, about five metres from the dwelling okay. and then on the fringe of the – so the leaves aren't getting stuck in your gutters? They could, but it wouldn't be a significant amount. Oh, well, I've trimmed the tree back, but you still also get your gutters cleaned at least yeah. every 12 months, I say, just yeah. to uh, prevent that you know, high downpour times and then overflowing from your gutters into your And room the room. reason I didn't trim the tree back is like I was being cheap because it's like they said DHA won't cover it. And I was like, <laughs> nah, that means I have to cover it. <laughs> but also, yeah, I just I just didn't think it would be an issue and I thought maybe if it grows a bit bigger than maybe, but that's, you know, coming back to that point of the property manager, like that's, I'm really stoked with DHA saying, hey, like maybe this is something to consider. That's why you're paying them the fees that they, they yeah, pay. They, yeah, exactly. It's a uh, decent fee. Uh, um, we've talked about that, haven't we? We have, we have. Have we talked about it? Oh, another podcast. But yeah, there's, we've talked about DHA leases before and the, the benefits of it. Um, yeah, we have. we have. Yeah, pull your head out. It's not just the percentage, it's everything else that it encumbers. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you want any questions, go back to We've got a little clip on our uh, YouTube channel. We're talking about DHA properties. Mm-hmm. I actually remember looking at that one. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Next one, yeah, that, well, that leads into like, yeah, preventative maintenance, right? Yeah, it does. It uh, does. And that's a good property manager would, yeah, you're right, they, they should be there giving you those ideas. But even every 12 months for you to sit back and go, well, yeah, have that logical mindset where this is your asset, you know, what can you do? Is it, you know, cleaning, doing like spending a bit of money to, you know, cut back trees, high pressure clean, yeah. um, even getting someone into, like a general handyman where there's a few little things here and there, um, clean the gutters, there's 
little things like nothing's really ever that urgent but it's kind of like that being proactive rather than reactive mm-hmm. mindset um one you tend not to be really happy and um, like the place they live in but it's those things that you don't do that you know if you don't spend the 200 dollars a year on cutting back your trees it might end up costing you two thousand dollars in a couple of years time yeah. with you know as i said leaves build up in the gutters they have a flow and then you have a insurance event you know, yeah just thinking like that you know and, and tweets their own make decision on your end um it's pretty low risk stuff but it's good to mention and think about yeah yeah now um so we've covered a lot we've covered you know interest rates um value of your property equity property manager increasing rents um and property managers property managers now it's sort of coming to like the the tail end of like and this is an interesting subject for you to talk about really is is checking market conditions um and you know what you should do like it comes like we the theme of this this pod is really about how to save thousands of dollars a year um by by a 12 monthly checkup but when you do a 12 monthly checkup on your property maybe there is some opportunity cost in there in terms of like what you could do and checking market conditions can allow you to see opportunity costs as well right so like what should we be looking for in market conditions to understand opportunity costs of like buying selling you know reinvesting equity pulling well, it out, stuff like that yeah so for um say uh most probably investors say jane the property investor from down the street um <laughs> your sister <laughs> that name just came out of mind obviously it's a subconscious thought uh, <laughs> that they aren't in the market every day so this is obviously where the value of a good quality advisor who you know is with you along your journey um but they pay dividends and it's it's not just the fee that you pay them to buy your property up front it's that continual service throughout your journey and having someone just to touch base with because it's a simple text message simple like one minute phone call mm-hmm. um and uh, where i guess we're going with the the market conditions is as i said in uh, throughout this podcast journey is markets grow in different um at different times and in different areas throughout australia so you know what i'm investing for clients it's we see good growth in this X location and it might get that good kicker in six, over a six to 10 year period, but then you know, it could get to that stage where all that's plateauing. So what can we do with that property? Is that a hold? Is it a sell and buy somewhere else mm-hmm. strategy? So mm-hmm. just preparing that and every 12 months, because it going back to what I said earlier is like, it might not be, you know, what's warranted now, but you know, we could be, or well, actually we're seeing that, that could be a, a viable option in 12 months time so then your mind start getting ticking like it's like property can be passive but if you're active in any investment strategy you, you're going to outperform the market so yeah yeah Good just point. thinking that and that's what i like to sort of hit on is the market conditions understanding those supply demand factors mm-hmm. and um, maximizing your return on investments what we're all about huge huge uh, like just thinking about it like if if you're in an area that you bought on a, a, a you know a home on a block of land that's got some decent land and then it starts to get really busy over the over the coming years and then one year you just realize oh people are splitting their blocks up mm. and they're selling the back as a piece of land or they're splitting their box blocks up and they're you know putting a dwelling on it and then selling that as a house 
um, that's something you can check every 12 months, like is the market condition of where you're at and, and, and what's out there in terms of comparables and what people have done with homes or assets that are similar to yours that have grown them or renovated them or subdivided and whatnot. Um, that could set, that could make you a lot more than a couple of thousand dollars a year. That's a really good point. Actually, we didn't put that one down when we have a chat. And well done. Yeah, the, the town planning changes. Yeah, on your property. I mean, we're here for a long period of time, and um, plans change you know, quite regularly. Every couple of years, the mm-hmm. council are bringing out new town plans, new zoning to obviously accommodate for the increase in population. Mm-hmm. How can you maximise that? You don't know unless you're looking. Yeah, we talk. I don't know if I mentioned it in this pod. I think I might have been talking to our mate Parker about it, but or somebody around the plans for short-term rentals as well in certain areas. I know in Palm Beach there's some areas that you can do short-term rentals and some that you can't. Maybe, you know, there's an opportunity where you can start doing short-term rentals in your area and you do a quick little reno to your property uh, and you might be in the stage of life where you're like, oh, I don't really want to live here anymore and live closer to friends or family or the beach or out, you know, Bigger house, yeah, bigger house, yeah, pool. Um, All these, you know, your family might be expanding. You might need to live somewhere else. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to do some short-term rentals by Airbnb in that place, doing a quick little reno, uh, making the kitchen look sexy, and then doing that. So that could save you a bunch of money in repayments if you go away and buy another PPOR. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. Well, it kind of of wraps most of it up, other than. Insurance is another thing that's always good to check. Yearly uh, insurance. Anything that you have a, a yearly fee, it's anything in life, I say, is just, mm. just it won't save you thousands because obviously there's a limitation generally from a house insurance premiums range between 1200 to five grand, depending on what you're into. Some, <laughs> I actually had one the other day, but it was a it was multi-unit complex commercial residential mix and it was $9,875 in insurance. I killed the cash flow, but anyway. Oh, it um, did kill the cash flow even though it was commercial? Uh, look, the pl- oh, yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah. There's, there was a diff- different play because there's two lots. Um, you could, you know, there was the commercials in the front lot, there was a vacant lot in the back, which they could actually increase the rent through storage and things like that. Mm, um, mm. And then or you just sell off that back lot, you make that 250K in land and then your cash flow goes from I think it was like a 4.5% net to 11% while selling off that asset. So, That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back to insurance though. <laughs> yeah. So, in, insurance is just, just call call around, check different insurance providers. I mean, there's um, similar to, I guess, what we do uh, for clients in, you know, finding the best sales agent and the best buyer's agent. Um, you can go on, like, compare the market type vibe or they yeah. just go and assess the different options available to you and present that and um, you know you make that educated decision from there mm-hmm. you know with insurance it obviously won't cost it won't save you thousands but the combination of you know checking your finance checking with your property manager and the service they're providing increasing your rent if it's warranted um, the value of the property and your alternative options mm-hmm. uh, with you know what else can you do with maintenance we covered and then checking into the market conditions along with insurance that is going to save you thousands of dollars every single year and help you amplify your portfolio growth, which is going to get you closer to your goal of financial independence. So relevant, so relevant to the times now, um, time of recording in 2023, where interest rates are higher than they have been and many property investors that have gotten in in the last 
year or two uh, may not actually be positive the year, uh, but making these changes in a year time or you know in a year and a half or two years time can actually ta- possibly take you from negatively geared to positively geared, which can help them have a better borrowing capacity to go again. So it's pretty, it's pretty big. They might seem quite small, like, oh, just change the interest rate and just check out how your property manager's doing and, you know, looking at these things. It might seem like super little steps, but like all of that compounded, like you're saying, is can be like phenomenal for your growth if you, like you said, the active, you're going to outperform the market because you're being active. So that's a really good point. Yeah, once again, you uh, overestimate what you can do in 12 months, but you underestimate what you can do in 10 years and that compounding effect of those little little tweaks you do along the way, it, uh, yeah, your future self will thank you for it. Yeah. So, might leave that on this this note. Good yeah. note? Top, top note? Top top notch. <laughs> top, top notch note. Thanks oh, for listening, yeah. guys. Uh, what, what do we have to say on the outro? Just share this, share this bad boy with somebody that has a property. Um, or bad girl. <laughs> yeah. Or just uh, just a person. With a human. Yeah. <laughs> Share with a good human who you think can great create value from it. Um, yeah. Look, a uh, little bit of cheese on the end. Obviously, it's not the only way we can help you. Jump on our website, propertypals.au forward slash resources. We've got some really cool free downloads there. Um, We're adding one, more to them regularly too. So, yeah, keep, keep an eye out. And that's one of them is, yeah, we've got this mini course, how to maximize um, your borrowing capacity that's really relevant to this um, and to have that in the back of your mind every 12 months um, goes hand in hand. And as always, please reach out if you have any questions. Um, helping people is obviously what you know, lights us up and gives us that purpose in life. And um, you know, the way, way we do it is through... Obviously property, right? So um, thanks very much for listening and um, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode.